0: Hey everyone, this is Chris Vault, and I'd like to welcome you all to the Pursuit Podcast, where our passion is to inspire and equip you with biblical truths as you pursue after the heart of God.
1: We're going to talk about Something that uh, uh, I you don't hear a lot talked about. To be honest with you, you don't. If you go out and you research a lot, um, you don't hear a lot of people talking about it. But we feel like it's a very important thing because it's going to deal with you as a Christian specifically, uh, and that is the power of a testimony. Mm. Um, and so, and and, I, and so I know I don't know if people get you know confused with what a testimony is or don't understand what a testimony is, but it's pretty simple. Uh, what a testimony is—it's just how you know—it's—it's your—it's—it's it's like your your how you vocalize, maybe how you vocalize who Christ is to others, or how you live in this world, and how your character is displayed in this world is—is mm-hmm. is how that testifies or tells others. Maybe a better word. And so, instead of testimony, it's how you tell others mm-hmm. about who Jesus is or who you right. believe in, right? Right. right. And and it's and it's talked about a lot throughout Scripture, but it's not something that we teach on a lot, which is interesting to me.
0: <laughs> it really is uh, probably one of our greatest tools we have in our Christian faith is our testimony. I it mean, really I, is. I, I mean, we have the Word of God, right? We have the Scriptures. That's a
1: that's a testimony,
0: powerful yep. tool in in our in our arsenal for. World evangelism and to go out and share the gospel and live out the principles of scripture, right? We got to have the Bible. We got to have the Word of God. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the Spirit of God yeah. who empowers us to live out our faith. And then we have our testimony. And, you know, I recently said in a sermon, one thing I love about this is people can argue your theology all day long. Uh, people can argue with, you know, if you're being led by the Spirit or just your emotionalism. But you know what? No one can argue with, a real testimony with your testimony because you're the expert on it it is you testifying about god in your life how he ministered to you how he revealed himself to you how he brought you to himself how he's working through you and if you understand the power and the purpose of a testimony yeah. mm, it can be transforming for those who
1: hear and like you said we don't hear as much about it as we should Because it's very Christian focused. It's not, you know, it's not something that people outside the church will get to something about that in a minute. But people outside the church are really concerned about other than they just don't want to hear about it. Um, but it's very it's very teachable as far as like at how Christians should should go about living their daily life and mm-hmm. be a voice to who Christ is mm-hmm. not just a voice but also as we've taught in other podcasts to, to be a great character, have great character and to live out this faith mm-hmm. also to do the work of the faith and it's interesting that they um, and that the word we use for this, the telling of people about Jesus, is testimony because really I think when most people think of that word, we all think of court, right? We think of of a court case, you know, watching law and order. I'm showing my age and, uh, and you (laughs) watch whatever modern day court scenarios, Mm -hmm. TV shows right there. I have no idea. And, uh, and it
0: was Perry Mason in your Perry Mason in my day.
1: It probably was Perry. If you're, if you don't know that one, you are under 70 (laughs) probably, um, go Google it. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, um, and so people hear the word testimony and think of court. And it's, it's kind of applicable if you think it is. about it, it is. you know, because when you're a in court, you're given a, a defense of what, of mm. something in court. An in eye courting, witness right? account, you're an a eye personal witness, account. And you're trying to convince a either a judge or right. a group of people that what you're telling is true. Mm-hmm. And so in your, in your testifying, usually, rarely do people testify on their behalf. Right. They're testifying on the behalf of Others or someone, right? In our case, it's Jesus. Jesus, Exactly right. And and
0: see, I actually like that um, way of framing this because let's be honest, Christians, our go is to go to the world and give testimony, to give testament or to testify about Jesus Christ, his reality, and how he can transform our lives, right? That's right. Growing up in the church world, if you grew up in the church world like I did, we didn't see a lot of that out in the community, but we had testimony services yes. <laughs> to other believers. And uh, actually, I think we we got it out of place. Yeah. We brought the testimony that is to be encouraging and telling others about Christ, and we brought it in, in-house, yeah. and a lot of times they... They became gossip sessions, right? And, <laughs> yes. and we didn't know how to properly communicate what God had done, and we talked more about the problem than we did the solution, which was Jesus. But even bigger than that is uh, I don't think it's the testimony within the church building that we need in a worship service as much as the power of believers going out into the world and sharing their testimony. It is such a powerful yeah. tool to share with people who don't know the Lord about the power and the reality of God. Because it's one thing to say, okay, I heard a sermon about God or I read a scripture about God. But when you have someone who says, I have experienced God and it's done properly and within the context of scripture, how powerful that moment is.
1: And, if you, and to be honest, people that are who are eager to tell others about Christ, they have, they have not only has church been something where they go and get information. They don't just pick up the the Bible to gain information. Mm-hmm. It's all about transformation. Mm-hmm. It's about ter- transformative mm-hmm. things that happen. And to me, if you've had some serious transformation take place in your life, you can't help but tell can't, people. You can't keep that to yourself. You can't you keep it to yourself. It's like if you go to some great restaurant that has this this steak that just like blows you away. Mm-hmm. I see. I'm a I'm I'm a I'm over social media here, so I see thousands upon thousands of people's posts. I know when you guys go to good restaurants, <laughs> you tell the entire world about it. And so, if you can't keep a steak to yourself, how yeah. can you keep Jesus to yourself? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I love Mark chapter five. Now, think about this. This
0: is the perfect testimony, right? Mark chapter five. Jesus has an encounter with a man that we don't even know his name. All we know is he had so many evil spirits yeah. inside this dude that his he called himself legion. legion legion right but one encounter with jesus right and we know by the passage the whole community was absolutely terrified yep. of this man he's for, he's chained to a cemetery living in the among the tombs scarred up nobody wants him around he's out of his mind cutting himself cutting himself naked just yep. yelling and howling like an animal one encounter with jesus the man Is totally transformed by the grace of Christ. When the community comes back, the scripture says they found him clothed and clean and in his His right right mind. mind. And and what I love is uh, Mark records in verse 19 and 20, Jesus did not let him, because the man asked, Jesus, can I go wherever you go? I mean, like he didn't want to stay in that town anymore, right? Because let's be honest, everybody knew his business. That's right. And he asked to go with Jesus wherever Jesus went. Jesus said this, go home to your own people. Report to them how much the Lord has done for you, how he has had mercy on you. And so he went out and began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And they were all amazed. That's the power of of a true testimony.
1: And without reading it, we all know the story. Well, we may not all know the story, but there's the story of the woman at the well. Yes. Um, who Jesus and this is important. That story to me is important because it displays something else. Um there's knowledge is good. It's good to to have the scriptures in you and to be able to talk those. All right. Mm-hmm. It's good to be able to tell your 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 testimony. But when we're sharing our testimony, there's this little thing. If you're if you're a Christian, you should have. Uh, within you, and that's the Holy Spirit, kind of leading you in these conversations right. you have, right? right? That's a very important key yes, to is. what we do. And Jesus displays that it in in a great way here at the well with this woman. And here's this woman, without going into full details, comes and she wants to talk about religion. You know, our fathers did things like this. Your father did things right. like that. It's all religion. She's talking religion. Yeah. So religion won't save you, right? Hint. And and so, but then she looked at him and go, but. Ma'am, that man you're living with, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. not your Jesus husband. Jesus calls it out. Yeah, right. and, it's, and in fact, the last few you've been with, they weren't your <laughs> your husbands either. And she says, Huh, sir, I, I think you might be a prophet. <laughs> and and so what happened there? God, Jesus himself looked into her heart mm-hmm. right, and revealed something to her yes. that only she knew. The Holy Spirit spoke yes. through him to her. So powerful. And what did it do? It changed who she was. And yep. she went down into the city and began to tell everybody. A great revival happened.
0: That is one of my favorite passages in all the New Testament about testimony because think about it. I mean, this woman is shunned by her whole community because of her lifestyle. Uh, Jesus says, if you ask, I'll give you living water.
1: Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) And there's the grace and the power of the salvation. And again, like you said, he's talking about the Holy Spirit and salvation right there. She's going to be born again. She's going to be regenerated. She's going to be given a new start on life she's going to be a new creation in Christ Jesus yep. and uh when she receives this living water from Christ a lot man she's the only woman I've ever read in anywhere who when she runs back in town to tell all that God does here's here's what Here's what the scripture says: She went back into town and said, "Come meet the man who told me everything I've ever done." <laughs> I mean, who, when was the last time you met somebody sharing their testimony, saying, "Let me tell you how, what what all the sins Jesus just forgave me of." Right? I mean, we're all like, "Man, I met the Lord last week," but we don't want to go and say They'll go too deep. <laughs> Not that deep. How powerful is her testimony, though? And the Bible says, what was it? Uh, like a third of the yep. city. Yep. Came out to meet Jesus, and the
1: crazy thing about that is, to me, if you think about it, is you were talking about we were talking earlier about transformation and the fact that she was a new creature and all these things. <clears throat> she didn't get a chance really to display that. I mean, right. she. Had, I mean, this was the impact that her testimony had, and she was like just recently, <laughs> recently, like just now, conversion. wet behind the ears Christian. Right, we're right. talking as new as you get. <laughs> I mean, we're newly. Newly saved and she didn't even get the opportunity to live a Christian lifestyle. Yeah. She didn't get a chance to memorize any Bible verses. No. She went told anybody. <laughs> she didn't get a chance to like practice in the mirror and look at look at herself and go, All right, when I talk to people, I'm gonna say this and that. Right. And she had none of this. It was just her heart. Just yeah, she must have been so pure, so raw, so mm. real. And so and it's like they and she must have displayed this incredible innocence on her face and she probably didn't have that before at all. And it's mm-hmm. something on her on her countenance must have just changed and yeah. to the point where people went, man, that's not the same woman. I yeah. need to go see what in the world she's they talking about. They could tell
0: it was an authentic change.
1: Of course it was, and that's a testimony.
0: It is, being authentic and just being real with people. And hey, this is who I was, and this is what Christ has Done. Which
1: spits in the face of our modern culture, of course. You know, we want to hide behind our social media, you know, our of our of our profiles and you know, everything is all the zits are removed, all the wrinkles are yeah. smoothed out, right. your eyeballs are glistening, right. your teeth are perfectly white, mm-hmm. and uh and, and everything is, is sunshine and rainbows, right? And, and that's what not, we and reality. that's what we that's what we show and that's what's not real. And the problem right. is is you're you're killing your testimony by doing yep. that. Yep. I mean, I'm not telling you to sit there and tell the whole world that your life stinks.
0: No. <laughs> I don't think we're saying or, or, that. Or, you know share all the garbage in life. But we got to be real with people and let them know none of us are perfect. We all have mistakes. We all have areas that we struggle. Christ is the one where we go to to find forgiveness and grace and to help turn our lives around.
1: Exactly, and your testimony sometimes is more than just your conversion moment. It's yeah, also the it's things that you out every your day. your life out with Christ. Yeah. Those things that you go through. We say it around here a lot, and it's not original to us. You, God doesn't waste a hurt. Mm-mm. And so, if if you go, if you're going through <clears throat> something in life, I guarantee you, there is something on the other side of that. Absolutely. And if you, when you overcome that. Don't dwell in it. Stay there and 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 look at it. What, how, what God wants you to learn from that? Mm-hmm. What tra- what happened? What changed in your life? How how did you overcome that? Because I promise you, you can say, "Well, nobody really has it. I don't have anything to tell anybody. I don't have a great great testimony. I don't have a great story. We just you know went to church my whole life. Blah 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 blah. Nothing's ever really happened." I guarantee you. I guarantee it that you went through something in your life that you know, that you know, that you know, God got you through. Mm-hmm. And and there are people out there who've been through the exact same situation right, right. and they need and God has will place them in your path. And that is your prayer. Really, from this point forward, God placed people in my path mm. that I can tell them of my experiences and help yeah. them see Christ. Something
0: you said made me think about this. <clears throat> How often have we heard someone say, well, my testimony is not as powerful as yeah. theirs because they don't have the same gutter stories, That's right? And, and I want to say this, you know, maybe you don't have the same gutter stories as someone else. The gutter story isn't what makes your testimony. It's more powerful than someone no. else's. In fact, in fact, in fact, in one way, if you look at it, if you have a testimony that you are saved and you've given your heart to Christ and you don't have the great, <clears throat> you know, prodigal son story and the gutter story, how to, in some ways that can be even more powerful be. Yep at proclaiming that our salvation is not by our works, but by grace, because that's where our salvation comes from. It's not our works, it's by his grace, right? He has to have a lot of grace to pick some of us up out of the pig pen that we got ourselves into by our sinful choices. But even the person who never went down that road of rebellion and blatant sin, the Bible tells us that we're all sinners. We're We're sinners sinners by birth, we're sinners by choice, There's no way to heaven. There's no other way to the Father except through the Son. All must call upon the name of the Lord in order to be saved. So what someone who doesn't have a gutter story but then tells someone that they've received Christ, what they're saying is even them with what they could perceive as being a really good person wasn't enough to save them. Everyone needs Jesus.
1: And This is an Old Testament story or an account, but when we look at the life of Daniel— uh, from the from the book of Daniel. Mm. It wasn't. Mm. He didn't go around telling people about. He wasn't necessarily running around telling everybody about his God. Right. I mean, what was it? It was. A, it was his character over what an extended amount of time
0: living it out faithfully every day. Every
1: day, and all the way up into what we read in Daniel's life, up until his old age, and he was mm. still having influence. And it wasn't because he was beating him over the head with with the Bible or with Scripture or just doing any or t- talking about how often he goes to church on Sundays or whatever yeah. he was synagogue. It was, it was. It had nothing to do with all that. It his character. His extreme example Mm -hmm. of who his God was, was Mm -hmm. the reason why he had an impact in his culture Mm -hmm. that he did, because he displayed a a godly character. And he didn't just uh, display it every once in a while, but he did it for his entire life through some of the worst possible situations.
0: Yeah, I think Peter is the, I mean, uh, Daniel rather, is a perfect example of what Peter was saying Mm -hmm. in the New Testament, right? In the New Testament, Peter, 1 Peter 3.15 says this, But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy. Be ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Now, let's talk about character for a moment. You're living out your Christian faith consistently. It's going to shine through your life. If you're faithful to God, you're going to bear fruit that your life has been transformed by the grace of God. In other words, with using biblical metaphors, those living in darkness are gonna see the light that now lives inside you because that's what we're called to be. Jesus said for us to be light in the darkness, right? So they're gonna see you're not getting upset when yeah. other people are getting upset. You're not slandering politics and media and, and entertainers like everyone else, or you know, you the way you behave in a certain situation. They're going to see that you have some kind of hope that maybe they don't have, and then they're going to question you for it because of your character. And the character opens up an opportunity yep. then for you to share right. the hope that you have. That's what Daniel did. Daniel is put in an impossible situation, yeah. yep. right? Nebuchadnezzar, 605 BC, comes in, takes over, uh, tears down Jerusalem, conquers, takes back Daniel, his buddies, Back to Babylon, they are forced into an indoctrinational system, being indoctrinated with Babylonian religion, education, history, literature. And now he's going to live out the rest of his life. He's a teenager. He's going to live out the rest of his life as a slave. Yep. And yet his character, he kept his character, his faith in God, and over and over and over again when problems came in Nebuchadnezzar's life and later on into Belshazzar, Belshazzar. Darius, and Cyrus, they knew there was one man in their kingdom that they could go to that had wisdom and knowledge and discernment that was given to him supernaturally. They went to the slave they went to the exile, Daniel. They did. And, and in those moments, Daniel, his character gave him audience with the king, and he would tell them then yep. where his hope came from, <laughs> and he'd tell them about
1: God. That's exactly what I was going to say, but you, you cleared it up right I, there. I, I beat was, you to it. You made I? me to the punch. I am going to say it's your, your character in and of itself is a testimony. Yeah. But you can have the greatest testimony on earth. you Christ could have uh, rearranged your life you could have had the the utmost of gutter experiences as you <laughs> called it or you could have been a total well I was an atheist you could have been a total you know uh, 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 spiritualist atheist as I was but if your character is not there, you don't have a platform. The platform is is what's going to come from your character. People don't want to hear it from a mean sourpuss. I mean, why right. would you? Why would you want right. what they have? Right. You wouldn't. You, you want you, you would want if you're displaying the, this great character and it, displaying the fruits of the spirit that we've that we've uh, talked about several times. Um, you can find that podcast. Probably not in the link below, but it'll be all right. You can look it up, and um, and. And it's, man, it's through those, that fruit and through that character that people will give you, will lend you their ear. Mm -hmm. All right. And that is, and and that is the big, that is the opportunity you have. Mm -hmm. And that's the only opportunity you can ask for is that audience. So when you think about that
0: and someone then comes up to you and says, where's this hope come from? How did you get here? What are some of the elements you see that as a Christian, we can go ahead and be thinking through, okay, so how am I ready to share my testimony? What are some of the key elements we need to already process through our mind that involves us sharing a testimony? Because what I don't want us to do is I don't want us to get and spend all our time on how bad we were and never have any time to tell them the transformational power of grace through Jesus.
1: Zachary, you know you have to lay out a little bit of what your life was prior. But then, then you there comes a point, and it needs to be the, and whenever I'm telling anybody about the conversion, the, the point when Christ came to my heart, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, um, is that's exactly what I'm tell, tell him is that moment. Cause mm-hmm. that's the, that I don't really remember so much about how terrible I was. I remember the moment that he entered my heart, right. the moment that, that he, was that he changed you. me, the moment that, that he just it, like, he took my heart and he crumbled it right there in my chest. Right. Mm-hmm. And I knew I wasn't seeking. I wasn't looking. I wasn't, I didn't have any struggles. I wasn't an addict. None of those things that were normal. You associate with, with people who come to know Christ. Right. Uh, it was none of those things, but that moment, that I came to know her. That's the power moment for me. And then, and then, and then like we were been talking about with Daniel and others is what, it's that character. So how did you change and how's your life mm-hmm. been since you've come to know That's Christ? It. How does it, how has it changed your, uh, your walk and just your day to day life? How has it impacted your job? How has it impacted your family? How has it impacted maybe even your past, like mm-hmm. your relationship with your, your, the people from your past? Right. Has it changed those things, all those things come into play. So good. And then the last one of course was, would be what would be to be discerning, listening to the, to the heart of God and give that person you're talking to the opportunity to, to come to know who Jesus is. Yeah.
0: And keeping it simple.
1: Exactly. Right. right? It doesn't I mean, have to like, be like, okay,
0: go to these classes or do this or do that. It's trusting in Christ. Right. Calling upon the name of the Lord, yielding your life over to him. Now I know we'll have to do this quickly for time's sake, yep. but I just think your testimony is so powerful and so if you can do this, I'm going to challenge you. i want to see if you can do this in two minutes or less. Oh this is going to be really good. Really because are. because really that second piece is what I want you yeah. to land in on of where you were at. Not so much about your atheistic yeah. past. Yep. Atheism is says enough there. But talk, take us to that front yard moment. Yep. And just really nail in on that real quickly. Because I think that's so powerful for people to be able to see their testimony of, who they were for Christ, but then the moment God reveals Himself to you, and then how it transforms your life. Okay, that's really the heart of it.
1: This was totally unplanned, so I go. That no, I'm long. putting you right, putting on, the right on the spot. So, as he said, I was an atheist, and there was a series of events that had took place that that made us end up here in the uh, Cape Girardeau Jackson area in uh, here, in Missouri. And my wife started going to a little church, and they had been doing. I went with my wife to church once or twice, you know, in a period of. 24 to 40 48 months, and one of the things was was an Easter play, mm-hmm. and I used to laugh at Easter plays. I used to do a lot of theater. Because what people don't know yes. is you yeah. are a member of the Actors Guild. Yep, I am. You I used to do a lot, lot of writing history. and right. a lot of acting, a lot of different right. things, and so I used to make fun of all those things. I thought they were hysterical. Church Chris
0: uh, Easter plays. Oh right? man, they were yeah.
1: fun. Fun for me to watch. I got a great <laughs> bit of joy out of those. And but somewhere in there, uh, there was a little woman who worked there. She was kind of their admin. And uh, and she asked me if I would help them because she found out what I had done in my past as far as theater. And I agreed reluctantly, but it's purely out of a out of pride. And 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 I had this idea that I could possibly write a book about this, because it sounds really cool, an atheist and an Easter play. Right. Eventually the way it worked out it ended up being Caiaphas, the high priest, and uh who in this particular play was the the bad guy. I right. thought that was pretty funny. I get to stand on a Christian stage and Denounce Jesus to everybody, to them. I thought it was great. I was like, it's pretty Mm -hmm. excited about it. And this book was going to be amazing. And uh, and so I'm going through those lines. Literally, like I said before, I had these three perfect children. I had uh, a, a great marriage, a great job, a great career. Everything was right for me. And so we're going through those things. It's the day before. The dress rehearsal, I'm out in my front yard smoking a cigarette. That was the one voice I had smoking my (laughs) cigarette. And there was this point in that play where Caiaphas is angry and angered at his scribes. And he says, and and he wants, and he can't understand why they're allowing this Nazarene, uh, where Jesus was from, this Nazarene to continue to spread his lies. And he looks up and he laughs mockingly and declares Jesus a little more than a wizard or a warlock, right? And at that very moment, whenever I re- when I, when I stared upward, and you're in began the front that yard light, doing this, rehearsing yard, your line. Exactly. Rehearsing lines. And I look up and I start that laugh. And the moment I looked up and began to laugh is like, God, God just reached down into my heart and he just crushed my little, my little three size two small heart and yeah. crushed it. And he, and he, and he, and he reinvented me right there on a the spot. It's like, I had no, I had all the things that I'd held true and dear for so long, I didn't have to sit under pastoral leadership for 25 years to come to re- to to change who I was. Yeah. Christ changed me on the spot, mm-hmm. and uh, and and all I knew to do at that very moment was begin, other than cry, was begin to tell everybody about it, and that's what I did. Yeah. I just would go everywhere I would go, I would tell people about what He did for me, and the people that knew me before they could see it on me, just like yeah. the woman from the well that I'd never forget. I had a guy come to me. I was sitting in the, in the uh, lunchroom, and he sat down in front of me. He said, dude, I would never normally come and talk to you because you were always such a hard person. He said, but and so what's happened? He said, you look like a totally different person. Right. And I began to tell him. "All right." And he was a Christian, so he was pretty much amazed. But anyways, so that's it. It's on a cup. It took me four minutes. Sorry.
0: That's good, though. <laughs> How powerful that is. And it doesn't matter what your past is. Notice Darren yep. didn't really even deal with the past. No. doesn't matter what your past is. But if you've had a moment where – god has made himself known to you where jesus has knocked on your heart's door and has opened your eyes and you're him that's where your testimony really has its power yeah. and then how jesus has transformed your life and when you share that with other people it is transforming it is. there is power in your testimony in fact revelations 12 mm-hmm. and we didn't really have time yep. to get into this verse today but it talks about last day believers and that they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the power wow. of their testimony. And when you think about testimonies, I want to lay three things on you real quickly. I want you to remember this. A testimony is you testifying about God, and here's what they should it should accomplish. Every testimony should exalt God. Yep. It's, it's not about you. It's not about your glory. Mm-mm. It's about exalting God. Secondly, it should encourage others. I hope you were encouraged as you listened to Darren's testimony today. Because that to me, it, it just fuels that fire in my heart about the power of God's grace it encourages others and thirdly it should evangelize others and go back to Daniel real quick before we close think about Nebuchadnezzar and when you come to chapter four here's this pagan king this emperor who uh, who for years has witnessed Daniel's faithfulness yep and when you come to chapter four I think it's fascinating God allows a pagan king to write a chapter in the Bible and he's declaring that there's one true God in heaven that's the God, the God, of, God daniel. of
1: daniel exactly right hmm. mm. uh, that's all we got it's all the, that's the, all the time we have for today I don't know what to say we went a different route than we were planning on going but hey that's what the Holy Spirit's all about I guess yeah. he has the Holy Spirit in him and making him direct things differently but our hope is that that you live a life fulfilled that you live a life on point and we'll see you all again next time.